Hello, my lovelies. I'm Jay Aquarian Insight, and this is going to be our weekly Aquarian Insight. So I've been thinking a lot about Scorpio season. I'm getting ready to do Scorpio season readings. In fact, I was going to do that today. It is coming. It's five to noon here on the 21st of October. So I was about to get started on Scorpio season readings. And I thought I would do this talk first. We're going to be talking about a few dark things. If you guys have been around for the last few years, which hello to the new people, let me know if you're new to Aquarian Insight or you've returned to Aquarian Insight. I know there have been some people that have come back now that I've started posting on Rumble. If you have been with me the past few years, then you know that I have focused a lot on the transformative power of Scorpio and how even the darkness the shadow can be beautiful. There are beautiful things to be found there. I did record a talk last week, which I didn't get around to posting because it takes ages to edit these and put them up. But at the core of that talk that I did, it was around Black Moon Lilith and White Moon Selena, which I didn't actually talk about them, but the talk was inspired by them. And what I was showing was that even within, so if you look at yin and yang, right, or light and dark, and you can see Lilith and Selena as both feminine energies, they are still the light and the dark of that feminine energy. So they're the yin and the yang almost of the yin, right? So I was trying to illustrate the complexity and nuance, especially when we live in a black and white world, right? That even within the black, there's black and white. Even within the white, there's black and white. So as I said, and as you know, I didn't get around to posting that, but I do want to talk about the darkness a little bit. And the word that came up was vengeance. There's a number of reasons for that. I'm going to get into that in a moment. But first of all, I do want to remind you that you only have until the 9th of December if you wanted to book a reading with me. My calendar is open until the 19th of January. So you can book in advance if you're looking for a new year read or something like that. I have a lot of sadness actually coming up around not doing personal readings anymore because I love doing personal readings. But I trust and I am following what I am being called to do, which is to focus more on the collective. So I will be around. I'm not going anywhere. I'll still be around doing these kinds of talks and videos. We'll see where, how they evolve and change as we go forward. But I trust that there are plenty of people out there that can help and work one-on-one -on -one with people and that my gifts or my talents or my skill set is better served working collectively and drawing on what we've done, what we've worked on individually for so long, right, to now bring it out into the world. I've had some people say to me about, you know, I don't know what to do or what's going to happen now. You know, how do we change the world kind of uh, a way? You've done the hard part or you are still doing the hard part, right? And Scorpio season is about that too, of the internal work that you've done. Now it's the expression of that. If you take in the big picture of what's going on globally in your own life, even right, if you're trying to clean up the mess in your own life, it can be overwhelming when you look at the extent of what needs to happen. And yet you take it one step at a time. I mean, take it from me as someone who has been doing DIY in my own house. And you guys know that uh, laying new floors, painting and stuff. When I looked at the entirety of how many rooms I did, the whole of the downstairs, how many rooms I had to do, that's overwhelming. And yet each day it was right, paint this wall or lay the floor for this room. Like, you know, you can only do what you can do, what's right in front of you and you work through it. And that's very kind of Taurus energy. One step at a time, execute the plan, very Knight of Pentacles as well. And so just to 
wrap it up. I do have a, it's called the road ahead reading, which I don't do. I haven't really ever done since I've been posting videos. I used to do like a 12 month kind of equivalent of that. And it's a map for the next 12 weeks if you want to work with that. But the important part is you working with it. It's not, I, I very much make it clear that it's not about prediction. Same with Scorpio season, that, you know, it's a sign or an energy of transformation. That doesn't mean your life automatically transforms, right? We work with the energy. We are the ones that rise out of the ashes. We are the phoenix, if you want, or the transformative part of this is us. How are we transformed? And yes, you know, a byproduct of that kind of inner change is external change. It's inevitable. It will change externally. Once you change on the inside and you start showing up differently, right? It's not enough. Just if you just change on the inside and you do nothing different, like you still react the same way, you still speak the same way outside of you, nothing changes outside of you, but internally you're going to feel a lot worse. It's what I've always described as trying to fit your foot into a shoe that doesn't no longer fits, right? It's like, why are you trying to put your, push your foot into there? It will still pinch. It will hurt and it will feel tighter and you'll actually feel worse when you realize that you've changed on the inside, but you haven't shown up differently. And yet if you only change things on the outside, right? So you get rid of that relationship or you change that job or you do something else. You are stuck in the same loop. You are stuck in the same pattern. As I'm speaking, I'm realizing there's loads of things coming up uh, around this, but anyway, please check out the description or the podcast notes and there'll be information there. If you do want to book with me, if you'd like to make a donation, you know, any, I thank you immensely, especially now going forward to those people who support me because I will need it more than ever now that I'm no longer doing personal reading. So thank you so much for that. So before we start talking about vengeance, let's take a step back. We have just come out of Libra season. In fact, as I record this, we're at the last couple of degrees of Libra. And one of the things that we talk about a lot, especially us that use the tarot and, you know, look at the energies around Libra is justice. You know, justice is a theme that comes up with Libra energy. The justice card is the Libra card. And that word justice carries with it this idea of fairness, right? Of balance. So in this context, we're looking at justice, right? So this is how I balance my life. I'm taking into consideration this and that. These are the scales of my life. And this feels just. This feels fair. Well, Scorpio comes in and throws a spanner in the works. And the weekly reading that I did for this week, which is the 23rd to the 29th, if you want to check out that reading, with the devil coming up as the central energy in that reading, it very much throws a spanner in the works the way that Scorpio does, which asks you why. Why is that just for you? Why do you see that? as justice. And I think some of us will recognize if we're honest with ourselves that wrapped up in that justice is vengeance, is the idea of vengeance. Now, one of the reasons I'm not worried about that I didn't post that message from last week is because I think it becomes redundant. We can talk in the abstract sense of good and bad, light and dark, good and I've heard a lot around good and evil this week, right? I've heard phrases such as, you know, if you don't believe in good and evil after this week, then I don't know what the hell's going on with you. If you're still sitting on the fence, then, you know, you're part of the problem. I've heard all these things come up this week. And yes, you know, duality exists. We've got good, bad, 
yin yang, light dark, positive negative, the light and the shadow, all of these things exist. And yet what is more crucial to me, and it comes, is wrapped up in this Libra Scorpio dynamic as I'm describing it, is what is the criteria that you are using to determine what is good and what is evil, right? First of all, that. More importantly, what do you do with that which you find good and that which you find evil? It's not enough just to be able to say, well, that's an evil act. That is evil when that happens. How do you respond to that? So if Libra gives us the tools to weigh up and discern what is good, what is bad, how do we balance these scales? How do we redress the balance? How do we make sure justice is carried out? And justice is so complicated. I mean, there's been philosophers that have been discussing justice for thousands of years, right? So this is not something that I'm going to wrap up in 30 minutes in a talk. In fact, you're going to find that with a lot of this stuff. I'm not trying to give a conclusive answer to anything. That's part of the problem at the moment, I think, is that there there are very few answers out there. We have people that can suggest things and will shame us into, you know, if you don't find this evil, then there's something wrong with you, then you are part of the problem. And we can justify things in any way we want. I talked about that in the weekly. In fact, one of the examples that I gave in the weekly has really kind of stayed with me because I wasn't expecting to give that example. And I hadn't thought about it for a while because that was something that happened like 20 years ago. But I gave the example of, you know, of a couple who cheated on each other. The infidelity had come about and the wife had had a lot more partners than the husband had. And he'd found out about one of the, the wife's um infidelities. And so he'd cheated on her and then he'd told her. And what she did was open up the whole thing of, well, I slept with this person, this person, this person, said everything. And the justification, the kind of balancing of the scales is, well, you know, I want to be honest. I want to tell the truth. Very Libra that, you know, if we're going to move past this, if if we're going to rebuild our relationship, then we have to tell the truth and come clean on on what the, the problems are. And that is a truth. There's nothing wrong with that statement and it's perfectly fine, but it goes deeper. If you want to pull it out from the roots, then you have to go to the Scorpio level. And, and that's where I was very grateful that this friend of mine was very honest when I asked her, you know, but why did you actually say, were you trying to hurt him? She said, yeah, that's vengeance. And yet without being asked that question, she would have felt very justified and we can be justified. This doesn't deny the fact two things can be true. If Libra teaches us anything, it's that, you know, it can be this and that. Yes, that's a good idea. If you went couples counselling, you'd be asked to come out with everything and say, this is what happened. But her true motivation the at the core of why she did it and why she said what she said and came clean was she wanted him to hurt the way that she was hurt. She wanted him to feel the betrayal that she felt. That is vengeance. Now, the fact that we feel vengeful or we want to avenge what was done to us that doesn't deny the justification. And just because you're justified, it doesn't nullify or remove the fact that we are feeling vengeful. So why do we look at these things? Why is it in Scorpio? I mean, I know a lot of people at Scorpio season is not their favorite season, right? It can be difficult because the shadow is exposed. I mean, think about Halloween. It's a Scorpionic holiday. And that is that the veil is the thinnest at that time of the year, right? And that's why we've got trick and treat, trick or treating and all these kind of the masks that we wear. I'm going to be using the Halloween, um, Oracle deck to do the, the Scorpio season readings. 
because that which lurks, you know, under our beds, our fears, or that which lurks in the cupboard, right? In the closet, it comes out. It comes out in Scorpio season. And it's difficult to recognize and see those parts of ourselves. The Leo King once said this. He said, Scorpio will sh- show us the door, but Sagittarius takes us through it. And yes, we're about a month off from having to go through that door. But first we find the door and that door lies within us. The avenging angel or, you know, stories about vengeance, they are rife within society. I mean, I just watched um, a few nights ago, I watched a movie with my dad. We watched John Wick 4, the, the latest movie in the John Wick franchise. Anyone that's seen John Wick, you know, in the first movie, it begins with a story of vengeance. When I was 14 years old, I remember, and we went to Mumbai. And it was our first family holiday that we went on after ages because we'd had a business for two years. And so, you know, I'd hardly seen my parents for about two years, from about 12 to 14. I, it was very busy in my household. That was one of the reasons that we ended up selling that business because my mum couldn't handle not seeing her kids, you know, unsurprisingly. So we went on a family holiday and that was the first time I met Uncle Gianni. You know, I've talked about him before. And he did birth chart readings for all of us. Now he was, he was a Vedic astrologer. And so in Vedic astrology, my rising is Scorpio, not Sagittarius, because, you know, it's one sign back, usually it's around a sign back. So, you know, according to his, I was a Capricorn sun, Leo moon, Scorpio rising. And I, re- I still remember, and I probably got that on, um, hotel stationery I was making notes and writing it down my 14 year old self where he said something like you know revenge is a dish best served cold or something like that and he was talking about vengeance and I remember it sticking out to me even then thinking oh god I'm not a vengeful person why would he say that you know I don't try to get people back and do whatever and I think most of us would like to see ourselves in that in that light right that we're not vengeful you know if we think about even like I'm talking about John Wick and he's like the hero of that franchise. We dress up vengeance as being righteous, right? Uh, of as I'm justified. I'm justified in doing this. And if you think about the animal of Scorpio, the one of them, because Scorpio has many animals, the scorpion and the stinger on the scorpion, right? And the poison and that venom that is associated with that sting. Our desire for vengeance can be sharp and venomous. It very much can be. And yet it can often masquerade, especially coming out of Libra energy, as something more righteous, where we feel, like I keep saying this, that word justified comes up a lot when we talk about Libra energy. Now I'm talking about fiction and John Wick. You can look out in the world at the moment. You can see where there's wars and war-torn areas. You know, one side attacks the other side and they count their losses and then they retaliate and you know they can give you amazing reasons um i don't mean amazing as in what happened was amazing but they justified they can justify it with the loss of life and the cruelty and the evil that was done right now you know at this point it'd be very easy to quote marcus aurelius in meditations he says the best revenge is to be unlike him who performed the injury and it's very easy to say things like that. Very easy to say things like that. Or, you know, who's the other person? Mahatma Gandhi said, an eye for an eye will only make the world, whole world blind. So we have these quotes and it's about when we want revenge, is it the best course of action? 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and in any way, shape or form say that sometimes fighting the enemy. I mean, I did a whole video on called Victory and I was brought up in the Sikh faith, which is a religion that is based on wars that happened in the Punjab region um, and Sikh warriors that fought, right? So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's never, I'm not a pacifist, you know, I'm, I'm not pacifist and I, I'm, I don't think that it's always right not to fight. However, if our first reaction is to retaliate, is to take down, is to sting, let's not forget that the scorpion is one of the, the base animals of Scorpio. It's not an elevated or exalted animal of Scorpio. Yeah, that would be the dove of peace is also an animal of, Sc of Scorpio. I'm not here to say whether we should or shouldn't fight, whether we should or shouldn't take things down or destroy. I'm saying Scorpio is a fixed water sign. It is about introspection. It's about understanding your motives for why you want to do what you want to do. And so in that sense, then, as I said, if you're discerning what is good and evil, what has happened, you must be able to answer the question of, why? What was the process of you discerning what was good and evil? And now what you do with that evil? I want to say this as well, that with a lot of these themes coming up collectively, and I know it, it looks mad, right? There's, there's mad stuff happening out there. And yet nothing has changed for us in terms of spiritual beliefs, spiritual practice. This is the test now that, you know, how, how do you express and live from all the things that you have learned? all the changes that you have been through. It's not, you know, we were in peacetime or everything was fine or I had a job. It doesn't even have to be about the world. Think about your life that, you know, oh, I, I had a job then or I was in a happy relationship then or my house was fine then, you know, my family was great. Though in those times, it's spiritual practice. But the proof of the pudding is how you behave now and how you use what you know about yourself because that's what you're using here. What you know about yourself, how do you move forward with that? How does it strengthen you? How does it give you the courage to act? And do you actually know what your motivations are? Or are you stuck in the mental realm of, you know, you like a attorney in a court case that you can give the reasons, you can fight a, um, your corner, you can justify what your reasons are so they can sound good. Water though. How do you feel? What is the feeling behind it? I mean, you can see the idea of balance and fairness. It's ingrained in the concept of an eye for an eye. But if we act from that place of an eye for an eye, and I want you to think about this, if it's getting back at your ex, if it's deleting all the files off the computer when you're leaving your job because your boss was an arsehole to you, right? You know, whatever it is that you decide is fair and balanced within this, if you think that act will make you feel better, that's the true kind of problem with this. If you think it makes up for what was done, you know, my, my ex cheated on me or so I'm going to go cheat on my ex or I'm going to do whatever. There's an emptiness that is within that. There is, that's not transformation. That is not change that comes up from that. It's inflicting the wounds that you feel were inflicted on you. How does it right a wrong? How does you becoming the evil that you are fighting? How does that right a wrong? And it kind of takes us actually to uh, another part of Scorpio energy, which I have mentioned, actually, I think it was in the last Scorpio reading that I did. I mentioned this as well. It can show us where we are addicted to 
external things making us feel a certain way, making us feel a certain way. And you will hear it said, you'll, you'll hear it said plenty of times, you know, just in passing. And it sounds very empowered when we say these things of, and I've said it. So, hey, I, I totally hold my hands up to this. I think we all do this. And it's natural to do this. So again, not a judgment. I want relationships that do X, Y, and Z. I want a, a job that does X, Y, and Z, right? So think about what that means. It's other people's something. And I say this because Scorpio, obviously being connected to the eighth house in the way that I see things, that is the house of other people's money. So if the second house is your money, eighth house is other people's money. That's your client's money. That's your partner's money. You know, that kind of thing. It's passive income. It's it's an external value. Let's put it that way for a moment. Because if Taurus is I value, this is what I value, then this is the value that you get from other things. And yet I think it's very dangerous just to live from that place. Why is that? Because then you're just addicted. You're treating life like a mood stabilizer. Again, this is when we do this in isolation. I think it's great to have, you know, empowered, excited, positive, happy, not even happy, but just powerful people, courageous people around you who deal with stuff, who, you know, it rubs off on us. What's that saying that, you know, show me the people that you, the five people that you spend the most time with and I'll tell you your outcomes, right? Because the people, the kind of people that we hang around with the most are we're around complainers and people that are always whinging and complaining. We turn like that. We have an effect on each other. So again, that's not to say that that is wrong. But when your fire is only looking for fire outside of you, you miss the point, which is that you contribute to the world and that whatever you look for in the, everywhere you look, you're going to find yourself. That is the deep transformational power of Scorpio, the way that I see it. I don't know why I'm getting all these kind of, well, I know why I'm getting all these vengeance movies in my mind. I, I'm, I love fiction, right? And why? Because I think it help, it's a wonderful way. It's the same reason I love tarot. It explores human nature. I love human nature and humanity, right? And the darker side of humanity is a thing. And it's not something we're trying to eradicate. It's not some, you know, being seen as an arsehole. I think that's inevitable. We all will be. Um, You cannot succeed. I've said this many times. You know, if you want to succeed, then you have to embrace failing. You want to win, you have to embrace losing. Which, you know, that isn't said often enough. It's like, no, I'm a winner, having a winner's mindset. The broadening of horizons, the exploration, the adventures, right? We we do that when we go into Sagittarius season. But we're able to do that because of the transformation that takes place in Scorpio. And it can be very easy. I was watching a, a talk actually yesterday between Sam Harris and Eric Weinstein and there was a point where the guy the the guys uh that were cheering or you know um ha- that had organized the talk where he turned to Eric and said you know I want to hear from you one positive action that we can do like what is the solution if come up with a solution because he said you've taken up the role of critiquing and it's very easy to come from that place because all you do is shoot down right you just shoot down whatever is coming at you you just take well that's not going to work because of this that's well you give me an answer then right and I think that's really important to remember even though that sounds very Virgo right and Libra if you think about that in Scorpio it's what do you bring what do you truly bring that hidden bag the shadow that we 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 where we hide things right the hidden parts of ourselves 
And maybe this season in the talks that I do, I will pick things like vengeance or jealousy or envy or greed, right? All of these kind of dark things, which all of us have. We all have them. Some of us will act more readily from them than others. Some of us will be more aware of those parts of ourselves or even embrace those parts of ourselves than others, right? The reason I talk about these things is if we don't find them, recognize them, embrace them, integrate them within ourselves, we will be deluded into thinking that we are good, we are light, we are amazing, we don't have these things, and that any reflection of them, the the projection of our shadow, right, that we see out in the world then, we take it down. And we feel righteous in doing that. Part of my move, and I keep, you're going to keep hearing me say this, but part of my move into doing more of this kind of collective stuff and how we're showing up in the world and affecting each other is because I keep hearing this kind of setup of, you know, I'm good. I've done the inner work. Other people need to to do the inner work. The thing is, if you found compassion for yourself, you will find it out in the world. If you have learned to work with your own shadow and your own darkness, then you will not just try to take out the darkness and the shadow outside in the world. And I can say that because that's where I find myself at the moment. But the other problem that comes up with this is there aren't just, you know, let me just cut it out. Because everywhere we look, we find ourselves, we will find reflections of ourselves. And when we realize that, when we are aware of that, right, we find more of ourselves outside of ourselves. It then stops being about, let me smash the mirror. I need to smash the mirror that is showing this to me because you'll keep finding those mirrors. And then, you know, you can become nihilistic and just think the world is screwed. You know, people are just messed up. When obviously every mirror that you see, you will keep finding versions of yourself in it. I think it's really important to look at this stuff, especially now. And I will talk in a moment about, you know, in our personal life where we can be vengeful in our own personal life. With ourselves, we can be vengeful, right? But it is really important to be aware of all of this because I think it's time to find different solutions. And I've been thinking a lot about the Wheel of Fortune because it kept coming up in the Libra seasonals and it and it did kind of take me aback because I wasn't I was thinking why is the wheel of fortune keep coming up and especially my interpretation of it because in the spread it I kept saying second chances second chance right if you're into astrology especially if you've heard any astrologers talk about Uranus right and the positioning of Uranus the last time Uranus was in this kind of where it is now was World War Two. now take it to the personal you know that we revisit situations we have a second chance you know you can think that you've overcome something or dealt with something and then you revisit it I think one of the the more basic explanations of that which yes I've said before and I yeah part of it you know everything's true and it isn't as well it's not the entirety of the story is I didn't learn my lesson right which I think that's too basic a way of looking at things we have an opportunity to view it from a higher perspective, have a deeper meaning, to use that um, Scorpionic language, a, d- a deeper meaning to why it's happening. There are things that are a part of life, death, loss, grief, you know, they're a part of life. Even vengeance, it could be argued, is a part of life because it exists within us, right? Uh, that desire to avenge what was done to us. Even the sign that, we, you know, the season that we, we're entering, Scorpio, death and rebirth so there is death and loss within that as well what transformation comes out of that so if we find ourselves back again you know facing certain choices 
why would we do the same thing? Why would we react in the same way? And I mean that from a personal level. I mean that from a relationship level. I mean that from a global level. Why would we do the same thing again? Isn't that the definition of insanity? Do the same thing again and again and expect a different result. Whether we're, you know, you hear people talking about Ukraine and Russia, whether you hear people talking about Israel and Palestine, one of the things that will be said to you, and it is interesting to look at, I've heard a number of historians talk about this, that, you know, if you knew the history of this area, then you would, you know, understand why Israel is in the right, Palestine is in the right, whatever, right? So you have this historical justification for whatever is happening. And like I said, I I love history. I'm interested in history. But if your own personal history does not define what you do next in your own life, and this is what all of us have been doing, right? Clearing the past. You saw that Phoenix card that came up in the weekly about burning away of the past, purging the past. If your own history, if you're the reason that you've been facing your own trauma and doing all of that stuff, if your own history now does not determine the choices that you make to go forward in your life, then how do we allow that to happen globally as well? I personally believe that we are equipped to deal with what's happening. It's not easy and it's going to take a lot of being open to new ways of dealing with things, things that we don't even know. It's about knowing what we don't know, being open to exploring what we don't know. But we've, before we can do that, we have to get real about where we are coming from, about how we have changed, how we would like to change, what transformation would look like for each of us individually. In the past, I've always talked about those kinds of themes from a very kind of intellectual place, right? But I want to talk more about them from specific places so think about vengeance in your own life and you know some of them are easy in relationships where you want to get back at your ex or get back at your boss you know that and you know what does even if you're not a vengeful person if you don't think you you do that and you don't want to get back at anyone think about what that would look like it's where you take all the blame I'm the idiot I'm the loser I'm the bad one this is all my fault is that healthier than vengeance I don't think it is, but it's being aware of this. What is your relationship with vengeance? Who do you try to get back? And I think even when we think, even when when we're taking the blame or, you know, doing whatever, that can be when we blame a past self, one of our past self, right? The loser, the stupid one, the one who was narcissistic or allowed narcissistic abuse, right? We can be vengeful with ourselves. And so the things that we do now is like an eye for an eye with the past self. I understand it's complicated. And if after listening to what I've said here, you feel like I've oversimplified it or I'm saying that vengeance is bad or whatever. That's not, I haven't said that. I'm not saying that. I'm asking us to explore and discover those parts of ourselves that we do have within us. You know, the urges that we have, that we dress up as something wonderful and beautiful and enlightened you know um and I've done this so much I, I go back and look at some of the things I go oh god Jay I cringe when I look at it but it's that that need for things to be for a reason purpose right there's a purpose to it there's a justification for it so you know if I said oh I'm I'm struggling at the moment guys I'm doing whatever but it's all good like I see the higher purpose and meaning in it why why is that because it it's as if to say well if you're struggling without seeing the spiritual significance of it or the lesson within it then that's bad which is not sometimes we do struggle there are senseless meaningless things that happen in the world 
And we must be able to navigate those as well without just grasping for whatever justifications that we can. Sometimes we don't know. We don't know. We don't know why it happened. We can't, we don't know why we feel the way we feel. And one of the things that I will say about going into Scorpio season is whatever you feel, if you're angry, if you're upset, if you're happy, if you feel peaceful when, you know, everyone else is going nuts around you. I just had one of my friends share some really happy news with me. Um, she's got engaged uh, and, you know, she's a year older than me. She's has the same chronic illness as me, you know, we've met and sh- she's just, she's going to get married. She went away on vacation and she came back engaged. It can be very easy when you have, you know, happy news like that to share that you hide it because everyone else is sad and it, it feels stupid, right? It feels stupid to celebrate something when there's like loss of life or, you know, somebody might have experienced a grief, uh, you know, say, for example, if this had happened last year, she may, I, I think she still would have told me because we have a different relationship, but, you know, she might have felt, oh God, I can't tell Jay that, um, um, you know, that I've gotten engaged. I can't tell her my happy news because her uncle's just passed. That would have been a year ago if, if we'd done that. And when there is darkness, when there are dark times and we have dark feelings, we still celebrate. In fact, I think it becomes even more important to celebrate in those moments, the more beautiful parts of life, um, the parts of life where there is expansion and growth, even as things decay and die and we lose them. Have you ever felt the desire for revenge or vengeance and I'll tell you one I was thinking about this I was asking myself this and I'll tell you where right I'll tell you the 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 first one that came to my mind which I would have always said I'm not a vengeful person but I'll give you an example of you know when someone leaves you a comment um, especially when I was on YouTube so if someone's left me a comment on YouTube and it's rude or critical or inaccurate or judgmental it's a troll whatever right it's one of those ones and how I would have dressed it up, how I would have dressed it up is I'm doing this person a favor. I'm doing this out of love. I'm going to teach them something about truth. I'm, I'm going to inform them or, you know, um, what, what's that saying? Help them with their, you know, dissolute, disillusion them so that they know the truth. I'm going to share the truth with them, right? That may be true. I may have done that. That's, that's the justification. The truth of it was, how dare you fucking say that to me? Who the hell are you? All of that that came to bear in that moment when someone leaves you a comment like that is, you know, the awareness of everything that I used to go through every single week to put up the videos that, you know, I'm facing down my own demons. I'm facing down my own insecurity. I'm stepping forward and going out on a limb, right? And doing something I'm not comfortable doing. I'm an introvert. I have a Virgo moon. I like being in the background. Trust me. You know, I never, if someone had said to me, you're going to be making public videos, speaking every week. uh, No, that, that was never the plan. The most I wanted to be out there was maybe write a book, right? And hide behind a pen name. Like that, that's all I ever wanted to do. So if I was completely honest, it, it was that thing of like, you know, I put myself out there like this and I have to listen to this shit, but how would they know? They don't know that. They're not me. I had a client once, this is very, very many years ago. I had a client once, a, a Scorpio, who w- was having a bit of a meltdown in a relationship. Someone knew that they had just started dating. And the whole thing came down to a emo- to an emoji because she had gone out on a limb, what felt like on a limb to her and sent a kissy face emoji. 
that's what she had sent. Well, it was something like that. I don't think even though kissy face emojis existed then, but it was something equivalent of that, which was a big deal for her to send. And the person hadn't responded. And she, in her own words, said to me, my scorpion wanted to sting the shit out of him. Why? Because she felt slighted that I've gone out on a limb and you haven't responded in the way that I expected you. So we do it in comment sections, right? Where we feel triggered or we feel, you know, um, maligned in some way or attacked in some way, right? We can do that. We go, we go to take down the person. We can do that with someone say in our family, if they say, oh, you know, you, you realize that you forgot to do this. Like, you know, they're trying to just bring to our attention that we've got to do something. We take it as a criticism and so retaliate with, well, what about the time when you did this? That's that what aboutism. We start bringing that in. And it's like, we're not talking about that. It's because that person telling you you forgot to do something makes you feel like a loser, right? So you want to show them you do it as well. What about when you did that? So to varying de degrees, this is something that we all live with. This is a parrot, but we, we can retreat to and hide in our justifications for it. And I also want to add this here. When you talk about a lot of this stuff, or when I talk about a lot of this stuff, or when I see it, when we talk about it, there are two extremes that we can get drawn to. And one of them, one of the conclusions that's drawn from when I try to bring nuance and complexity into these things is moral relativism that you know that there is no truth there is no good there's nothing that you know it's all subjective so there is no good about I don't believe that to that extent the other end of this is moral absolutism right that what is good is good what is bad is bad that we have collective evils and things that are good and you know we should all see stuff that way I think there's a middle ground which I guess you could call like moral pluralism, as it were, which is, yes, context is important. And yes, there are things that as humanity, especially, you know, in, I think different eras have their own social norms of what are seen as good and bad or good and evil. Yes, those can be, but that's that, that's why I bring in that question of, but how do you determine what is good and evil? Like you yourself, I don't mean you know, because the kind of things that get thrown at me is if anything happens to children, right? It's like, how can you say that this happened to that kid? Or, you know, we're in lockdown. It doesn't have to be in lockdown. We're ruining the, the, the lives of these children and stuff, right? So I'm asking from a scorpionic place and, and why it matters to you. And beyond saying, well, you know, who wouldn't care about kids? No, be completely honest. And I think if you scratch the surface and go down, you will see where you were hurt as a kid where evils like that have been done to you where the pain and the loss and the misery and the suffering of humanity is something that you just can't handle anymore right so I understand all of this again this is without judgment but we must be able to answer those questions because otherwise we do retreat into uh, you know moral relativism where it doesn't matter right everyone's justified in what they do which that that's its own chaos or moral absolutism where we can pass judgment and justify, you know, things that are just as evil as the evils that were done. And again, this is collectively and personally, we do this to ourselves, especially that moral absolutism, right? Where we have a notion of what it means to be a good person, what it means to be a confident person, what it means to be a spiritual person, what it means to be a loving person. We have these kind of absolutist ideas. 
you know, let's go refer back to Virgo season. A lot of them can be so unrealistic, un- impractical, right? Not pragmatic at all, those kinds of things. And then we wonder, you know, why we're so miserable. We wonder why, you know, life feels like an uphill battle, right? I think I'm going to leave it right there. I've got a ton of readings to get on with as well. How long did I talk for? Okay, a little bit longer than I intended it to be, but still not as long as it could have been. Not really sure what to ask you guys around this. I mean, do you have a relationship with vengeance? Do you see it? And I'm I'm going to encourage you, I encourage you to do this all the time anyway, but especially in Scorpio season. When you respond, and I understand I may be kind of ensuring that no one ever responds to any of these videos in Scorpio season, do it from an I statement, a, a clear I statement, not, you know, will people do this and people do that. Tell me about you. And it's okay. Know that all of us have that. All of us have that same shadow. I see it as a strength where people are able to say, I do this, or I feel this way, or I recognize this within, with this within myself. Part of, I think, Scorpio energy and the power that it gives us, think of the King of Cups, is recognizing the darkness that resides in each and every single one of us. What's much harder is to state it without putting yourself down or even being okay with yourself like saying that you know I'm I don't know I'm a vengeful person and I wish I wasn't because then part of that is being okay with the fact that you're vengeful being okay with the fact that you wish you weren't being okay with the shame that you feel around that being okay with the desire to be something else but not making those your plan right that your your plan of attack or what you do next is taking that step a little bit to recognize it and bringing it up into the light. One of those ways is to share it. And the light that we, we raise the hydra up in, that's how we, you know, integrate it if you want in some ways, is talking about it, is sharing it, is recognizing it, that, that light of our love, of acceptance, of the grace that we show one another. There you go, my lovelies. Thank you to everyone that support. And once again, I want, do want to say that. Thank you to everyone that supports me, both you know whether you're liking sharing subscribing make leaving me comments or those that donate you guys are amazing i love you guys very much i'll be back next time but that's all for now goodbye